Tonight, wanna sell the people so, so high Tonight Check out Tonight by Apache I've already shot on them out before because the motherfuckers got one of the best hip-hop albums I ever fucked with Ahora Nunca I've been talking about a bunch of shit lately And I've had some notes, some things I wanted to go over a little bit And it's been interesting because I think this is my second time recording here in Spain And it's chill, like I'm not sure about my voice level because I'm in this apartment and different times of the day. But it's like everybody else is loud as hell. We got a church right underneath us that was singing hallelujah this morning. And it's Sunday morning and they were going at a Saturday night too. So these motherfuckers like to prep early. I guess they're following on some type of like lunar calendar or some shit. But it's weird because Christianity doesn't do that. But Jews and Muslims do because they were starting the whole night before. But it's all good. So I was practicing a couple verses the other day and loud and louder volume because, you know, you don't want to be mindful of your neighbors, but that's interesting how when you live in this, when you live in the suburbs, you realize how close yet far you are from people because you're like close. Like you can some, you know, you can see people doing their shit, but you don't know fuck shit about them. And it's almost the same way in cities, but it's almost like it's all good because we're so close that we're even so further apart within the micros and macros. So it's like. You could have a friend, I could tell you, like, you might live in the suburbs, but your closest family members, let's say, two miles from you. Do you know what a two-mile radius is in New York City or in Barcelona or even here in Salamanca? Like, you can go back and forth the entire city, like, in a walk. You know what I mean? Like, it's that small. And the access in different places, and if you go and pass, I mean, it's crazy because if you put it in the city, no, my closest uh, family member is like 0.1 mile. You know, one mile, if I go that same radius, two miles, I, that's like, that encompasses every, every known family and friend. And for some people, they're like, no, like still 20 miles. I got another cousin that lives like in a town next to me, but it's like, put it in the social living of cities and social networks because, you know, your whole family, you know, could be all in the same city. Versus the type of lifestyle you see in the U.S. where it could be different cities, states, towns within a state. And think of the space and everything involved. Simply because that's a whole macro level change of shifting. Simply because it goes down to the smallest micro of having a white picket fence and a driveway and extra space for extra shit that you don't need. And extra kids you don't need either too probably. You know what I mean? It all goes back to a very small micro of mind state and lifestyle that correlated with the whole philosophy of showing you know we're such a family oriented place in post World War II boom in the U.S. Versus, you know, the destruction you've seen here in Europe led people to know, like, trust the state more, even more willing to give, you know, more taxes to the state and say, hey, get us housing. Because governmental housing, you know, that's a lot of people live in governmental housing. Singapore is one of the best countries to live and like, over 80% of the population lives in governmental housing. But it has such a bad rep in the U.S. because of what it refers to, to the conditions of, you know, the projects. It's like, it's not the same connotation it's not the same meaning we associate with nor is the reality the same so those places are definitely a lot different simply because of the culture sure but events have a huge impact in the way you get on the other side of that coin of in this case being world war ii you know what I mean? Coming out as so-called winners and being able to paint that picture and show that success financially allows you to bullshit the history and the narrative a lot simply because, you know, you, you know, anytime, it doesn't matter what the president is, doesn't matter what the philosophy, ph philosophy is, doesn't matter who's in the White House, but if good, good things are going, you know, that motherfucker, doesn't matter who it is, it's going to get reelected. No one likes to fuck up with money. So, like, we'll just put whoever the face is, whatever politics, whatever y'all got going on at that time while I'm getting paid on the most micro of that shit. It's like, 
fuck everything else. Just don't mess that shit up. And then we'll definitely get pissed at whatever a dude idea is, a personal belief or anything, when times are going bad. You know what I mean? When we're losing money as a country and you see that and you're like, fuck. And you personally are going through some shit. You're like, no, we need to change the president. We need to get things back running smoothly. And you forget, like, dumbass, it doesn't matter who, which one it is. If you really care about your money, you got to understand the economics. You got to understand the way certain things happen. The things around you and everything is so intertwined. It's a whole matrix of shit. And if you're not able to pick and choose the different things you want to look at, if you're not able to zoom in and out, you will forever be left behind in dust. You will forever not have any sense of how to analyze the world around you, nor the world at large. You know what I mean? If you literally don't know your micros and macros, you will never know. Literally, your micros and macros. You'll never know what the fuck is going on in front of you, in your own neighborhood, in your own community, in your own country. The same in your own town, city, whatever. The same way you want to know anything about the past, present, and future of this world, this universe. And if that feels like an easy loss for you, then fuck it. You know what I mean? That's not what we're trying to figure out here. That's not our mission. Because our mission is to is to discover what's going to drive us, what's going to impact us, what's going to influence us, and what's going to help us on the smallest of things, on the smallest of molecules, as well as the biggest and largest of ideas and questions that we could be posed with. And that is something I've been striving for. I was kind of going to write this article, but I guess this would be like the topic of this podcast then. Since I'm more vocal, I guess more, I think more out loud than let's say I would be a writer. Because it's like, I write, but it's like I got fucking horrible handwriting. I mean, if I'm going to go back and read this shit, it's like, God damn. And I hate typing and I hate looking. We don't need any more time to look at our computer screens. Why are we going to do that shit enough as it is if we're going to be scrolling through Instagram on the toilet or reading through bullshit articles on Twitter or google searching a bunch of shit we don't need to be searching you know what i mean whatever the case may be we already spent a lot of time looking at these lights and it's fucking me up because if you're afraid to go outside and you're bored and you're bored and you're just gonna stay inside what are you gonna do you're gonna look at screens and we don't even read books like paper anymore and there's all you know libraries aren't always open where we are and it's often easy just to get things for free and different versions just pdf and online like there's so much reading we do that way so it's like, uh, we don't even read newspapers anymore, which used to be like, you know, the, the Instagram of the day, the Facebook and all that shit. You just, you know, get the morning paper and read that shit. And now even old people that grew up reading the newspaper are very comfortable sitting on their ass at home scrolling through Facebook. It's crazy to see such a change so quickly. And I think that's what been fucking a lot, of, a lot of us up on the old to the new thing. It's like there's different levels of that shit and there's different changes. That doesn't mean there hasn't been great changes in the past, but oftentimes, you know... Uh, a grandson and a great-great-grandson and a great-great-grandson were all going to live the same fucking lives. Like, it wasn't going to be hardly any different just because simply the way time is so relative on our micro within the day-to-day, as Einstein said, time is relevant. Time is relative. Simply it is on the whole historical timeline of the human population. You know what I mean? There is different peers. There is different time peers. And within those different time peers, there's different ways of defining what it meant to be human at that particular time. The same way we do these timelines of evolution and uh, other animals. So, yeah. This whole article thing, I guess, was going to title, like, How to Pray When You Don't Believe in God. It might seem like a weird concept, but it's like, you know, I write in my journal sometimes to meditate and to pray. Because like meditation is like clearing your head. Sometimes praying is adding it into it. And sometimes I see it as like two different stages. Basically, you know, when you're trying to meditate, you're like, oh, wow, this is so great. 
I've been releasing a lot of things. You know, it's like clearing through uh, an email list, you know, deleting a bunch of shit you don't need to be reading. But then if you just allow whatever happens to happen, you know what I mean? I was going through this guided meditation. I think it was Alan Watts. Yeah. Then what you end up having is like, wait a minute. Certain things are coming in, certain things I, I should have been thinking about, certain things I need to work on, you know, all these different thoughts and ideas. And it's like, oh, shit, it's interesting. And that's simply what prayer kind of does for me, at least in the uh, I don't know. It's weird because prayer has different meanings and different practices that get carried out. But I think the physical aspect of it is, you know, I think it's completely irrelevant how exactly you pray. If you're going to do it like a Muslim and say these things and move up and down or just stay in one spot or lay down, whatever the case may be. I just think anytime you're sort of praying, you are, you know, sometimes when you're meditating, you're asking questions. And sometimes when you're praying, you're like looking for answers. And you need to do that in a way to release and fill yourself up, you know, with some other shit too. Because it's like, not necessarily like you need to like find a religion or anything like that or believe in a higher power. That's why I'm saying how to pray when you don't believe in God. is just to look at it from a macro philosophical way that these religions and these rituals were made to answer to ask questions and to answer and, and to find answers. So however way you go about doing that with whatever sort of belief in God or not, I think that's irrelevant. And you might think, well, how? Well, how? Like, how do I believe in God? You know, how am I not going to believe in God and pray? Like, how am I going to be? And it's like, dude, like all these things religion teaches were not going to be taught with science or with practicality because the practicality of the society they lived in was religion. That was the, it is a micro, but it was the macro. You know what I'm saying? So some people still have that old and technically correct mindset, but it is so old and so brand new. And it makes you wonder like, holy shit, humans are not technically smarter than we used to be because we're constantly, just because we found more answers to a bunch of shit, we have Google and everything. doesn't mean we've gotten better in how to ask the questions. And that's where you get real innovation. That's where you get real progress. And not when you're trying to nail everything down on, because what you end up having is like, literally, it could be such hundreds and thousands of years and people's, the way people behave and the way people do things. And as a society and as a whole, as a human race on a whole, on the whole timeline, doesn't really change because it's like fucking sad that people didn't change the way they ask questions. People didn't change the way they explore their mindset, uh, explore the mindset of the general human psychology. Because that's what I'm saying is like a psychologist probably set out understanding their own selves and their own struggles and they're finding out ways to help other people the same way. You know, a comedian can't make himself laugh because he's so depressed ends up finding a way to help other people laugh. And yeah, a lot of times, yes, yeah, we just do the things that were necessarily were are pretty much our passion. But at the same time, we also go with practicality on our micros and macros. You know, the practicality of Da Vinci becoming a painter. Well, yeah, he was such a creative, smart dude. He could paint. But that was exasperated the fact that in order to get paid, in order to, you know, have the time he needed to explore the projects that he liked, he had to paint for either rich people or, you know, religious people, you know, the church. And he had to get a, that was the only way he's going to get commissions. And so that's great to have. And that's why he barely didn't finish a lot of his paintings because he wanted to work on other shit. Plus, we probably think he had a, like ADHD, uh, maybe some form of dyslexia, too. So it's cool to think about how to pray when you don't believe in God. Can you I mean, we can practice gratitude, but usually what's that gratitude usually associated with? A lot of people associate that with thanking to God. Like that's the only way to be. That's who to be gratitude for for everything you have is God. Other people like, no, they think, you know, their mom, they think their upbringing, they think the air. I mean, there's different ways and different 
habits of thinking about gratitude but at the end of the day it's an important aspect born important characteristic to practice to practice being gratitude i think i talked about before of trying to write down a thank you list yeah i i don't know if i don't believe in a god but i definitely don't believe in god the one and only you know what i mean like the idea the concept the arguments for um, nor the religions constructed to believe and worship him or her but it's like yo you think god like cares a fuck about gender pronouns i was thinking about that the other day like if they prefer being called you know one of the other gonna like question why the fuck we put him i mean is that really like a big deal i don't know i'm curious i'm listening to i'm flipping through songs right now because i want to find something to chill while i'm jamming out this podcast i hope y'all are having a great week i hope uh, wherever you're living you know things haven't been too rough in terms of virus and social living because at the same time it's like social living being back to normal all right fuck it came up y'all already know what it is jersey laugh now cry later some yo i had a cousin that posted this shit is like it um i didn't like it at first but i'm just starting to like it or something like it's um it grew on me like it's been like a week motherfucker like grew on you no if you didn't like it at first fuck out of here so yeah the idea and belief in god the macro i don't the micro i don't know i because there's some people with certain experiences and certain things in their life. It's like, I wasn't there and I couldn't say nothing. But there's some people like, with life things. And it's crazy. And some people with life-threatening things have led them to not believe in God at all. So, the micro, I don't know. The macro, ugh. I think logically, it's better to go with the argument against. I think that's just like, if you were just going at it, simply asking the question, I think the answer just comes, no. No, not on a micro. And I think that's the biggest argument that it's like, yeah, I get it. You can believe and really think no, but the argument is, is not. Mm, it outweighs but on the micro shit we'll never know i guess not until we die and find out so sometimes you don't always need to have the answer or perspective to go with what feels right you know that's what jay-z said fuck perspective go with what feels right so some things could have felt right at first for a while and then did it and it doesn't feel right now now you might not have the answer neither then nor now but if you went with it when it felt right you should probably answer and talk to yourself about why, you know, it's not feeling right now. And again, you don't need to know the answer, but just the fact that you're exploring that question, react to it a little bit differently. You know what I mean? And sort of pursuing back to a, a middle area where you do feel right. You know what I mean? Because, yeah, you might, you might get sidetracked, but you want to find that middle lane. You want to find the middle road. So don't treat, treat the pain, man, the emotional and physical, not the liquor. You know what I'm saying? Not the pills. You know, treat the trauma, uh, look at it with time. Don't try to treat the pills. Don't try to say, oh, I need this or I need that. You know, treat the anxiety, not the weed. You know, whatever you need, we got you. The medicine is there, but we need to know our exact treatment, right? If we want to look at it, medically speaking, we want to look at what is, you know, everybody's like, I need to do this diet. I need to do these workouts. I need to do this type of training. I need to wear these clothes. And it's like, whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, we can get you big. We can get you to lose weight. We can get you to gain weight. We can do all these things. But what is your treatment? You know what I mean? Where is your goal? Where is your map? Because it looks like you're running in someone else's shoes. And until we know what pair you need and how you run to understand you a little bit more, then we'll start to figure out what's your medicine, what's your, what's your, what's your you know, recovery plan going to be. But we need to know the treatment first. And so we need to look at the treatment. I actually forgot how much i love to pray like for real there was i never liked doing it in public i like doing it for me and even when i you know as a kid they didn't really know who i was talking to but 
I guess in a way, the act of doing it made me feel like I was talking to somebody. And then, of course, when I would feel more comfortable and anxiety went down a little bit, I would, I would realize, oh, shit, I haven't prayed in a while. And then I would realize, you know, almost it would come back up again. And it's like, you know, so reason for so many people would probably ignore religion and God for years of their life until they come across with death. Because some of us might not have any anxiety at all, you know, our entire lives until literally we feel like, you know, tomorrow I might die. And um, so sometimes, you know, our own state, our own presence, our own issues give us a whole different perspective on the world. Because someone that's, you know, when they people, you know, here's the thing, either shaming, fat shaming, for example, it's like, and then people say, why don't you work, try a fat suit, walk around for a day, see how people look at you, see how people treat you, and then, you know, go on from there. And, it's, and it's see the reality of it. And it's true. And then if you make it somebody that's short, like, why don't you try being that short for a day and see how that happens? You know what I mean? Or a tall person might say, why don't you try being my height and see and feel this back pain and ankle pain and knee pain and see the shit that I'm going through? It's, it is a different perspective, right? So then it's like, well, either, you know, you got to shame mental health, then like you do fat people. Or you're going to bullshit mental health like you bullshit fat people. Either way, it's the same level. It's, we're talking about body and mind here. So... Being fat does impact your mind the same way having an issue with your mind is going to impact your body, right? Because if you are dealing with, you know, uh, fat or skinny shaming or whatever the mental, you know, there's eating disorders, whatever the physical aspect of it is, it makes you react differently mentally, it makes you, can make you depressed. There's a lot of different things it's going to relate to. Same thing, bro. You could be, you know, so decapitated, you know, so frustrated with things, so anxious, so depressed, whatever the case may be. You don't move or your body's restless, your heart rate, like there's certain things with your body inside and out that could be changing. Your appetite is a big thing too that might be all, um, going on. So it's like the body and mind had this relationship. They got this bond. They got this whole journey together. And the middle, you know, it's like two pieces of bread, bro. Two macros there. And that little micro, that's your spirit. That's the soul, baby. That's where sometimes gets filled. Sometimes religion tries to fill all three. And that's what people claim. Like, that's why you need it in your life because it helps you with all three. And, you know, especially when we're talking about religions with dietary laws and things like that, that, that's supposed to help you nail all three because that is simply a life's mission is to hit all three. We just want to be able to be living, waking up every day with working on all three. So it's like you want to be nailing all three because, you know, to say that someone that has to meditate and pray every day is like a weak person mentally. I was reading, I was reading a couple of these tweets and it's like, no, not necessarily. I mean, a dude working out like The Rock, you saying he's not a strong guy, but he's got to work out every day, huh? What a pussy. No, it's like, so you stay sharp. You got to work on everything. And working on one, working on anything helps with everything. So you just got to take that first step with something. You know what I mean? Hold on. Let me, let me take a tea break real quick. So macro of the past, right? With the deductive reasoning, with looking at, you know, something small and then trying to make something big, you know, small to big, micro to macro. That is Einstein and Gary Vee. You know what I mean? They had deductive you know that was helping a lot i was reading our science biography with a lot of different things was like you know he was trying to look at this major theory and boom he will find then the science of it will come out you know what i mean and that's what made him so like whoa this dude was so smart and it's like yeah he just had this feeling before and the experiment will come out and basically prove that gary v just goes with what feels right He's understanding himself in a sense where he knows the micro of where he's coming from. And it's like it allows him to come back to a macro. That's what he does when he's helping people because he's talking about macro things. When he talks about kindness, when he talks about happiness, when he talks about gratitude, he's trying to help people overcome the micros of their days. He's un he knows that so well to bring them up back to the macro. 
And I'm more like, I'm macro too, but from the future. You know what I mean? That's the inductive. That's when you're going like big to small. And now it's, it's the inverse of each other. Because that's the thing. You might think, well, isn't big to small, macro to micro? Yes. But we're talking about it in the context once we have established the principles of these two different ways of thinking, inductive and deductive. It's the inverse of each other. That's what I'm saying, that they work so well. A micro is not a mi micro, and a macro is not a macro. Don't get caught in the definition of these terms literally with what I'm trying to use them here uh, theoretically. And yeah, basically just reproves my point, you know what I'm saying? So, feeling good like you should, baby, because... When we can feel good in all three, however way we achieve that. And for some people, that's religion. For some people, it's in all ways. For some people, it's like, you know, weed helps them do a lot. You know, for some people, it's their, their diet and exercise and, you know, praying. You know, their diet helps them, you know, stay right and their exercise makes them feel good. And them praying and being religious helps them with their spirit and everything. And it's like, hey... We just got to find ways that work for us, whichever three work for us and work for the society that we live in because we cannot allow people to try to fill out their three and get them confused. We all got to be aligned. We all got to be aligned within ourselves and within our community, and within the standards and goals that we've set for each other to meet in terms of how we live and our impact on the environment, the world around us, because that's something we have to constantly realize is how are we impacting each other just as much as we are impacting the world around us. And we may not always know the exact answer or in ways about going at it, but in terms of thinking about that question, that's what we need more doing. We need more thinking of that the question of how what is my relationship with everything around me here? How's everything going down? What is, you know, what is sort of the what are the things other people are doing that are impacting me and what am I doing that's impacting other people and the world? So if you've enjoyed this, let's see. It is... Okay, yeah, we're going to give it to you in under 22 minutes. Perfect. Just write in because I read the books. It's guaranteed. But rest assured, I know the streets coming to you. Not from Sin City LV, but I hope you still enjoy this unfiltered vitamin Z. That's right. I think I wrote something. Yeah. I love what I'm doing, so this is what I'm going to do. Fly out the plane with no parachute. Make it just in time for this photo shoot and fix my tie. Three-piece suit, you spit out what you consume. So if it's all money, pussy, and weed, when will you get the rest of the things that you need? Like this unfiltered vitamin Z. Yo, what it do? It's Zaid. Not Saeed, no soy Marroquí, in Spain they think I'm North African, but I'm from the South, yeah, I'm from Florida, and if the weather and beach calling, best believe I'll be ignoring ya, I like cute shawties from Georgia, I like barbecuing the people of Atlanta, Alex from Alabama, I got this Italian homie who looked Palestinian, his name is Kiko, I'm just a Palestinian homie who looks from Puerto Rico, on Armenian Tampa, best arepas, Nikos, still not as good as my aunts, but then again, what is, educating Thai kids, shawty from Pittsburgh, what it do, Liz? I used to do car magic like Blaine. Man's a whiz. Make shit go out of sight. He a wizard like Dwight. He chop up the glass in a bite. It's more mental than physical in order to achieve the shit that ain't typical. Enjoy y'all Sunday or Monday or shit whenever I post this and take care.